0: Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast.
1: Good morning or hello podcast land. I hope everybody is super well. It's obviously Nathan here, not Amanda or Beck today. And I am joined by another international guest on the podcast. Um, probably look only the second or third one that we've had if we're honest. But today I'm joined by Matt Horner from Class Manager and Studio Stubs. Now Matt's based in in the UK and he or his company um, or companies I should say are going to be some of our amazing vendors at Dance Teacher Expo coming up in April of this year. So Matt's the founder and CEO of Class Manager and Stage Dubs. He loves to make software solutions built for the dance industry um, and he aims to stand out by providing solutions that are easy to use, offer outstanding value and great support. So welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast Matt.
0: Good evening. It's a, uh, yeah. Nice and Good morning to everyone.
1: Your end. Good evening. I can see to morning on my UK. end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well,
1: thanks for having me. No, absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, look, what we generally do when we have guests on the podcast is just get you to introduce yourself a little bit, I guess, maybe give us a bit of, um, a bit of background in, yeah, I guess your, your life and work and how you started out making software solutions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess, uh, you know, out of college, I ended up doing it support, working for small businesses, definitely gave me a good foundation in, um, the needs of small businesses. which was very different from other things. Um, and following that and doing a lot of it consulting, I ended up working for IDS or international dance Supplies uh, here in the UK, um, the biggest costume supplier and dancewear supplier in Europe. And I was there, um, ended up being part owner of that business. Um, into it becoming part of the revolution group in the US. Um, but most of all, it gave me a huge opportunity to go to all the, the events and meet with um, lovely dance studio owners uh, all over the world and um, also get an understanding of their needs. And it's at this time I kind of realized how underserved they were in some aspects for um, the two products that we have today, which is Class Manager and Stage Dubs. And um, yeah, so Stage Stubs, we are a ticketing solution Really, really easy, like less than five minutes, people can jump online and advertise their recital and sell tickets, you know, 24 hours a day. Um, people can pay via Apple Pay, Google Pay, and I and can just sit at home, drink a glass of wine and watch the ticket sales come in. Absolutely, um, which is
1: what we're all about. So am I right in saying that, yeah, you started out, obviously your you're background's IT and, and, and um, software solutions, and then you sort of just came into the dance world from joining ids um just as as a regular employee is that right
0: that's correct yeah so I was like i was an it uh, it angle to that to that role um i don't have a dance background other than perhaps my last 10 12 years now working in the industry and um yeah and then alongside that as well i'm like a hobby programmer so kind of like all of these things kind of came together for the perfect force to um to do what i'm doing today and um and then we also do class manager so we uh are a Studio software, um, you know, there are some other options out there, but I didn't feel that one software was providing great value, um, a great product, and a great service. And I think that we really try to achieve on all those three pillars, which I hope will be the reason that we're successful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And what I love, look, I've had a um, little bit of a look around Stage Dubs and Class Manager. And as everybody on the podcast knows, um, I am a bit of a, a software nerd as well. Um, my mm-hmm. uh, we, we didn't chat about this before, Matt, but my... Background is definitely not in dance myself. Um, my mm-hmm. wife Amanda is how I got into the dance world. Um, she owned or has owned a studio since she was 16, um, and I was lucky enough to start working full time in it um, about seven or eight years ago now. And then that's obviously um, gone on into Dance Principles United and all those sorts of things. So I sort of come into the dance world at a similar angle to you, I think, as well. Um, mm-hmm. I worked in um, in tech support for some financial software companies and things like that. So coming at it from from a very similar angle. Um, and what I love about what I've seen of Stage Dubs and Class Manager is, um, I guess, the simplicity of it as well as the power. Because what we sometimes see, um, we know that that in our space we're working, we're dealing with incredible creative people. Um, that the the software and the systems and the database side of things isn't necessarily their strength. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and what I've seen from stage jobs and class manager, is that it offers, um, I guess, that that power and, I guess, the the ease of use whilst being nice and simple in the design. Is that sort of what you guys were aiming at?
0: That's what I'm trying. I'm always obsessing about the customer's experience. And I think especially working with technical people all the time, you know, people always try to pull it towards a technical angle and, not, and they kind of forget about the person that's using it. So I'm, I'm really obsessive about how it feels for the customers that we have. Um, and I still think we've got a long, long, long way to go, and perhaps that's um, just my obsession that I feel like we're a million miles from where we want to be, but it's already, you know, great, I feel, in what we're delivering. Um, and simplicity is right. I don't think anybody starts a dance studio because they want to be doing this admin. It's just the, uh, you know, thing that gets dragged along on the baggage with running a studio and that dream. And if we can ease some of that and make people a bit more efficient, then, um yeah, we're doing a good job.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you're like I said, you're obviously really passionate about helping dance studio owners using technology and software to make their lives easier. Like you said, on the couch with a glass of wine. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say are two to three other tech tools, maybe that you've seen studio owners embrace in the last few years to help make make their businesses better and easier for them to run? Yeah,
0: good question. I mean, obviously, I'd recommend our own products first and foremost. <laughs> but other than those. Um, You know, this is really tricky, actually, because I kind of really have to rack my brains. What am I speaking to customers about that I feel that is a great product that's not going to be replaced in a year or two um, or something and tech related. So obviously Canva comes up. I think like I really, nobody has a reason today to be putting out bad artwork on their Facebooks and socials. It's so easy to create something that looks good. um, And repeat your brand image all the time. I think I love Canva. We use ourselves. Um, There's no need to be spending loads of money on designers. You can just use that. So I think that has to be there. Um, And then I'm not sure if this necessarily counts, but over the last few years, I definitely think that Google My Business has been a uh, popular one for me. Um, Ranking in Google is, you know, a full-time professional job. And even then it's really, really tough. And Google has done a really nice job of making it easier for small businesses to get seen locally using Google My Business. And um, people are utilizing that correctly, populating their listing. And then when someone types in Dance Studio in X location, they should be coming up. There's no reason why they shouldn't be coming up on the first page if you filled out and populated that correctly. So a lot of people are doing that. There's still a lot of people that haven't. So if you're listening you haven't, put that on your to-do list today look i promise Um,
1: i promise that i didn't set matt up for this guys but um those that are in the tribe know that i actually did a call on google my business a few months ago now so it's sitting in the tribe portal there because yeah totally agree that especially as as local businesses like you said seo um and and ranking on Google's is a multi-billion dollar industry probably if we're honest um Mm -hmm. but as local businesses we don't need to dive into it um and get super technical and and all of those things that the the processes and, and the, what's on offer in Google My Business, just keeping all those listings up to date, putting the making sure you've got current photos up and you're continually getting in there and updating a little bit is enough for us as local businesses that are serving a small geographic area to do really well and show up high in those, servers, in those searches, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that sometimes people start to forget about Google sometimes is that… People get carried away with the latest social media, whether it's TikTok or Snapchat or whatever the latest thing is that is done these days. And I do think those social medias are generally important for your studio because if somebody, you know, parents doing their due diligence and they want to see if their kid's having a good time or what it looks like, right? That's where they're going to go and expect to see something. So I think it's important that you have content there and that it um, gives the image of your company that you want to see. But ultimately for new customers, if you're going to go and find a dance studio, you, you're going to bang into a Google search and say, where are ballet classes in, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Google's going to be the thing that's getting you new customers M- much more, I personally think, than Facebook. Yeah, you can do Facebook ads and stuff, but proportionally, I think most of it's going to come from Google, in my own opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, like, and
1: and I think, you know, like you said, it's super important and we're very passionate and do a lot of training in our group about making sure that your socials are current and up-to-date and all those sorts of things. Um, probably in our industry, at least in Australia, I'm not sure about the UK, but it's probably we're probably skewing a bit more Instagram um, mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, but, yeah, people will generally find us on a Google search and then do their research as such by going through mm-hmm. and checking out our Instagram feeds and our Facebook feeds and things like that. But, yeah, but so showing up on Google as high as you can to get them to your socials is probably super important. It's still super important. Yeah
0: yeah yeah um and then the last one is um mobile point of sale so um caveat on this this is something that we're hoping to implement which i can talk about a little bit later um but definitely over the last few years you know gone are the days where you had these really horrible chip and pin machines which you had to fill out loads of forms and talk to the banks with and it's really complicated um and now you can have something that hooks up to your ipad or your phone or whatever and you can take car payments there's no reason that you need to turn away business if someone says i want to buy some ballet shoes and you say get them down the road at the shop you should be taking that money there and then taking that sell opportunity and just using this because it's very cheap and easy way to do it um so definitely seen a big rise in those and um we are hopefully on our roadmap for this year implementing that directly into class manager as well but if you're not a class manager customer if your software doesn't support it there are many other good options that are standalone to help you do that and i think that they're Um, you know, definitely making studios back as it can increase our revenue with very less left.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's another again, another thing that we're super passionate about in the tribe um and studio growth club is making sure that our that our members are getting those additional revenue streams from Mm -hmm. uniform, merchandise, everything like that, and to be able to um, you know, reduce friction for your customers, like you said, by Mm. being be able to take payments then and there as quickly and as, as simply as you like. Um, yeah, it's it's super important in any sort of customer journey, whether it's at, at our level as small businesses or you know, the big players, you know, the Amazons and everything like that, the more that you can reduce friction for your customers, the more they're going to spend at your business, right? 100%, yeah. Yeah, What I, I loved about what you said, because um, another thing that I'm super passionate about, even though I love tech and systems and everything Um, I loved what you said at the start there about bringing in something that's not going to be replaced in a year or two because Mm -hmm. that's my absolute bugbear because, you know, I I think people often underestimate when they put in a new um, software solution or piece of technology, they underestimate just how much time you need to invest, I guess, to get it up and running. Something Mm -hmm. as powerful as a a new class management software that's going to save you hundreds, if not probably thousands, of hours of labour over five, 10, however many years you use it, something that's going to save you that much money should take just a little bit of time investment to set up. And it's not yep. something that you want to be going and setting up, spending all the time, getting, a, get training all your staff, getting them on board only to throw it out 12 months later and, and try something new. Um, is that sort of something that you've, uh, an issue that you've seen people, um, or a, a mistake you've seen them make in the past?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, it happens. It's not just in this industry, right? I think it happens everywhere. And, um, there's it's the same with our customers as well like at the end of the day we sell efficiency for people it's like we're not doing their jobs differently to how they would do it without software we're just doing it hopefully on mass and much more um, efficiently quicker than they could do it by hand um, but to get to that point of efficiency you have to put the effort in and you don't want to be doing that 12 months um, it's a massive waste of time. Um, but if you are not on our software, you do want to spend the, the time to do it to move off on us. <laughs> That's oh, the Absolutely, but yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, and like I said, like, you know, yeah, anytime you set something up, it's going to be worth it, right? It, yeah. It's 100% going to be worth it for what it's going to bring to your studio. Like you said, how much more efficiency it's going to give you. Um, what, what I always struggle with, and I often have to, like, bite my tongue and count to three before I calmly respond to people when they, when they try and complain about the cost of a studio software. Oh no, I just I do it on spreadsheets and you know, it's it's forty forty dollars a month. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I know, but forty dollars a month's gonna save you ten hours a month. And ten hours at thirty five dollars an hour admins three hundred and fifty dollars a month. So you're really three hundred and ten dollars in front every month, right? <laughs> and yeah. just making sure to try and get people around that thing that yeah, it's it's an investment to save you time, right?
0: Yeah, and I think um, every small business owner is guilty of not valuing their time. Um, myself included. Um, but I try to to limit the uh, times when I'm not valuing my own time to the kind of one-off tasks, rather than the things that I know I can implement and are going to be there month on month and month on month. They're the ones I try to, um, you know, invest in in an earlier stage because I know that over time it's going to save me a lot more in the long run than the kind of one-off jobs that I do. Um, But
1: yeah, always happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So like my next question, I guess, was around um, in all the Facebook groups in Australia, I'm sure it's probably the same in the US and UK. um, Mm -hmm. We always see probably like, I think once a week's probably even a little bit unders. Um, It's probably a couple of times a week, you know, somebody asking what studio software should I pick? And you you always get all the comments underneath it. what, do you think the main things that a studio owner should look for when they're picking their studio software?
0: Yeah, great question. So I think just generally, if you're coming from nothing, everything's going to feel an improvement, uh, you know, whatever you use, there might be a few exceptions, but I think the main players, you're going to definitely feel that, um, you know, you're, you're adding value hundred um, percent. And I think I kind of touched on this for the three, three reasons that I wanted to start the business in the first place, which is, the ease of use um, and most softwares should be offering you a trial or a demo so you can have a look and see if it, you feel it's familiar um, and you're happy to use it on a daily basis. But alongside that is actually recognising how you're going to use it. We would probably say that we've kind of got two or three main use cases of our software that we see more than anything else. It's billing, which is definitely a serious a computer job. Um, we've got attendance, which is a do on the mobile app job from all of the staff on a daily basis. Um, and then the third bit is the touch points with your customers. What is their, your customers' customers' experience when they interact with this software? Because it's going to um, be you know, showcasing your company. They, they're going to think that the software is your company. So, um, And so but as part of these of use, having a mobile app, and we launched mobile app, last year and it's silky smooth and it's just a dream like people go in attendance it's like bang 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 there's no faffing around trying to log into the websites on your phone and all that it's really really good um there are other softwares that also offer that as well but just generally something that's going to work for you supports the second one um i think it's all great taking the cheapest product or not paying for support or whatever that looks like but there's gonna be times when you need it so having a time and there's someone available to pick up the phone or there's a community or you can email somebody within a reasonable time, um, I think is, um, you know, definitely something. I just feel like I'm going to caveat all of these are the reasons why we do these good. Um, but we basically provide nearly 24-hour support Monday through Friday. Um, and you can pick up the phone and speak to somebody. Um, and then lastly, great pricing. And just because um, something is more expensive doesn't necessarily mean it's better. Um, there's a huge, huge um, kind of, Array of prices that you will see across um, across the market. Um, we've tried to go in extremely competitively, and um, we don't charge for extra features. But that's not the case with all the software. But I think this is all relative as well. Like if you're a huge studio, the difference of that price is going to be menial That actually, you might just prefer to just pick the one that's best on ease of use and support. But if you're st- stuck, then I say you know pricing is going to be your third reason for doing that. Um, And then I think the fourth thing I would pick on about people picking software, which I find a lot, and I probably speak for my competitors at this point as well, is about people being open-minded about old habits. And um, I speak to customers on a weekly basis that are asking me, do you have this, do you have this, do you have this? Um, And we come up with hurdles like, no, we don't do this. But I'm also thinking in my mind, you can speak to the next thousand companies, and they are not going to offer what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Um, and I think people are very can be very rigid in that I've got this process because I've been doing it for the last ten years. Um, they're trying to explain to me, and it's so complicated, I can't even understand it. And I'm thinking, well, if I can't understand it when you're explaining it to me, and you're going through it ten times, your customers aren't going to understand this. Um, yeah. And trying to be open-minded and thinking. Like I can either make this really, really difficult for myself and fudging or all of these things I currently do into the software, or I can get the software I want and I might have to flex on a few things, but we try to take a view because we can't build everyone individual software and think, you know, what is going back to me obsessing about the customer experience? Like what is actually the goal here? A common one on this is like pricing and discounts. Pricing and discounts is probably where we have the most variance all over the place. Um, you know, I'm not a, a big one for discounts, but they are, you know, um yep, popular in the industry. Yeah. And um I think if you used as a marketing tool to upsell, then if you want to do that, then great. But people have such complicated discount plans they don't even understand themselves that they're not a marketing tool to their customers. Um and that's where we try to say, Okay, well, like, I get that you want to do it this way, but have you considered maybe just making this simpler because this is ultimately to Get your customers to spend more, and that's where we support. We support tons of discount plans. To be honest, probably more than I'd like to. um, Perhaps because we are forced to do so. But I think just being open minded is my point here about absolutely um, where you're. What's important to you, and then flexing on the other things.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's the the conversation that I have over and over and over again because I do um, help, especially when we were um, doing private coaching and things like that, helping people transition to new softwares. And like you said, like. You, they, they've, this can sometimes be so closed minded. Like, I've been doing it this way for 15 years. Like, it doesn't mean it was done well. I'm sorry for, for 15 years. Mm-hmm. What you're doing was quite complicated. And maybe listen to the, the software company that's taking um, thousands or hundreds of thousands of data points from thousands of studios around the world to get the best practice and maybe think that they've got the best practice. <laughs> in their okay. setup and their workflow in their in their softwares. Um, and, and once you can sort of get them around yeah, letting go of those preconceived notions of you know they want it to do this that and the other and make it, make them toast and coffee in the morning as well, then, then mm-hmm. sometimes they can get past that. And like you said, the with the billing, I know from us like we were guilty of that at, at a time in our lives, in our studio. but once we let go of that and once we started to once we built our price list to fit in with our studio software, my God yeah. life became easier for everybody
0: <laughs> like yeah. it's just i mean I, I really want people who who are sitting there who have got like oh but if I have a third class and it's the second sibling they get fifteen percent and then if they have a fourth class and the second sibling they get seventeen and a half percent so just scrap <laughs> only it. on a like Tuesday customer <laughs> yeah your customer doesn't understand that so just get rid of it because you're just giving money away um yep. you know it's just so complicated and they need to uh, simplify it and it's it's just crazy. I don't know where all this discounting, complicated discounting schemes yep. came from. Um, I remember I was, I'm I was fr- chatting to... Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry sorry to cut you off. I was chatting to another um, studio software developer um, one time and and he was saying that one of his devs was, or two of them were ex-Bank of America coders. Mm-hmm. And they turned to him, like when he was going back to them with all this other stuff that they wanted, all these discount structures, he said to them, well, they, the, the dev said back to him, there is no way that any of the systems in Bank of America could calculate these discounting structures. You want,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the thing that's like the the showcases it all is we do integrations for accounting systems. So, like zero, for example, zero is uh, you know probably the biggest, if not the biggest, accounting software in the world. And the, the the main thing that makes our integration complicated is the discounts, because zero is saying the accountants are saying nope, this is way too complicated, <laughs> um, and we have to do a lot of recalculations to kind of make everything line up to so that it's happy and yep. the numbers are showing the same all over the place, and it's a pain in the backside from developers, and none of them like to work on that bit of the system. Let's say.
1: Yep. So I think I think the, uh, the the moral of the story, guys, is look at your discounting structures um, and see if you can at least simplify. Preferable do away, but we know that that sometimes doesn't work, but definitely look mm-hmm. look to simplify if you can. Perfect. So, look, as we're, we're actually coming towards the end, time always flies on these sorts of ones, Matt. I think it's, like I said, because I am a bit of a software nerd that we always mm-hmm. get through these really quickly, um, apart from obviously coming out to Dan Teacher Expo in April of this year. Um, and you did say you had hopefully some sort of mobile POS um, on the horizon there. What else has Class Manager got planned for 2023?
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we just carry on like obsessing about our customers' experience. Um, I really want to focus on making things easier than ever, and I think we've done a really good job. I definitely think we've got a long, long way to go, and I, I really want to be the one that everyone says it's like, this is just crazy easy. This is why people want to use this. Um, we have a mobile app coming for our parents, students, Q1 this year, um, so that you can send notifications and chat with your um, the parents, and they can pay via the like right from the app because um, we only have an app for the, the the company the staff members at the moment um we're going to be implementing some more page you go style billing we don't really do that we yep. do it but it's not as good as it could be at the moment because we kind of go on this class theme rather than like adult classes it's very much page you go and some kids classes are yep. um we're going to implement some super simple reoccurring billing we have some customers that don't want to do all the fancy stuff that we offer and they're just like 30, 30 bucks a week, like that's what I want to do. And we don't really have a way to just do that without creating all of the other bits around it that does the clever stuff. So we're gonna tr- do that. And then yeah, the um, the terminal stuff um, that you mentioned as well. Um, and then yeah, last few, few things we've got coming on stage stubs. So we are already, in my opinion, have the silkiest, smoothest user experience like for purchasing tickets, it's just easy as for the customers as it could be. Um, but we really want to push on about how can we make it special. And if you use the big companies like Tribooking or Eventbrite, they are dance, recital, ticketing companies. Yep. And they will never deliver that special experience to you as a parent or you as a child. I don't want to give everything away because I want it to be exciting when we deliver it. Um, but I want us to really put a mark on the fact that we're for the industry and then we're going to do things that are special that make it different. So um, watch the space for that one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely vouch for Stage, stage stubs. sorry. Um, we <clears throat> Pardon me, for our um, mid-year concert, I know a lot of, especially in Australia, a lot of studios unfortunately get tied into when we go to our big end-of-year events at specific theatres, mm-hmm. we unfortunately get tied into um, having to use contractually their ticketing platforms, but a lot of us run ex- other events during the year. Um, for example, our mid-year concert we would um, be bringing over to Stage stubs this year um, because it is, like you said, just so much easier um, and just such a better user experience for us and for our for our customers as well. Because it is, like I said, guys, like definitely check it out. It's built for dance studios only, and you'll notice that the difference um, between that and something like try booking if you're using that for mid year concerts um, and things yeah. like that.
0: And slightly cheaper as well. <laughs> one, <though. laughs>
1: nice, nice. Well, on that note, Matt, we will wrap it up there for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for jumping on and joining us um really enjoyed the chat as always like i said i can always we could probably go on for two hours really nerding out about yeah. studio software um but for those of you i will put in this um in the um, show notes below where can people find stage stubs and class manager
0: um so yeah just head to classmanager.com or stagestubs.com um it will be on on stubster but thanks Perfect. for having me and-
1: Of course, come and chat um, with. It's probably not going to be you, but it'll be Jonathan out at Dance Teacher Expo. Is that right? Or are you coming out as well?
0: No, I think I've got um, a little number two baby on the way. So Jonathan will be there. And um, yeah, I'll be having sleepless nights. So I'm sure he'll have a great time and not miss this. He will. But yeah,
1: come and chat to Jonathan at Dance Teacher Expo, guys. Thanks so much, Matt. Cheers.